Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, look at that. Just like that, it's a Monday. You know, Parks is going to get on us for, for playing Thin Lizzy. That's kind of his thing, but <laughs> it is the perfect intro to the broadcast because, uh, yeah, the boys are back in town, uh, and that's about it. So, uh, Colin, it's you and me, buddy, just dudes being dudes. Just guys being dudes. Yeah, and uh, how how was the trip? You took a little trip down south over the weekend. And it was good. Saw the family. Yeah, yeah, saw the family, saw the dog, had a nice Thanksgiving, went Black Friday shopping. It was a good time. You didn't blow up the turkey? No. Okay, good, no, good. We've got a story about that later on, but uh, it, it, thankfully it wasn't your turkey. And uh, how was the drive down and the drive back? Because uh, there were apparently a couple of problems here in town over the weekend. So I-35, uh, I heard was pretty bad. Uh-huh. My yeah. grandparents uh, went and saw some family that we have uh, down close to Oklahoma City, uh, and they took I-35. They said it was pretty bad coming back. Yeah, so we both drove back yesterday. Yeah. I took 69. Uh south and and coming back so i mean it wasn't it wasn't too bad southern oklahoma uh is where the travis i i probably lost about 20 minutes 30 minutes yesterday just because it was stop an inch forward and oh yeah you know the bad the bad stuff so Mm -hmm. but other than that the track you know it kind of flew by going down i will say so it wasn't bad at all. Good, good. That's that's good to know. Yeah, we didn't have uh, any anywhere near such luck here uh, hereabouts. Johnson County apparently had over a hundred accidents just over the weekend, just Saturday and Sunday. Boom, a hundred of them. And uh, in one of the worst actually happened on the other side of the state line. And look, I've done some dumb things in my life. I'll do more. But there are limits, and I don't know what was going through somebody's head. See, I was out a little while last night. As a matter of fact, I happened to, as I interrupt myself again, uh, I happened to catch a wreck on the way in. So uh, Shawnee Mission Parkway, it didn't look terrible, but, you know, fender bender type accident. But it was right in the middle of the intersection at Shawnee Mission Parkway and Neiman Road. And it must have happened like minutes before I got there because a couple of the cops were still kind of showing up to the scene. But like I said, it it looked like uh, there was an ambulance there, but, uh, you know, the wreck itself didn't look terrible. So I'm hoping everybody's okay. But what happened on Sunday night, last night, that just absolutely baffled me when I read about this this morning from the good folks at Fox 4 is there was a there was an accident with fatalities that occurred and it destroyed a bus stop. I mean, it was just a nasty, nasty wreck. Now, I, as I said, I was out for a little while last night. I didn't go very far. Happened to meet a listener, as a matter of fact. Hi, Corey. Uh, I was out, you know, just picking some stuff off of Facebook Marketplace and was thoroughly disgusted by football. But, yeah, that's another story for another day. And uh, so I, I got there and got back fine, but there was still enough, you know, little patches of ice and snow on the roads that it was caution time. You know, there, there weren't a lot of cars out, so it wasn't a big deal. There wasn't a lot. Of, it was Sunday night, right? Um, and the Chiefs game had just ended maybe an hour before. So uh, not awful, but again, reason enough to use caution. And so I read that at the same time that I was out last night, 
there was a wreck that happened between a couple of cars that were racing. And look, like I said, I've done some dumb things in my life. But I, I mean, what is it that gets in somebody's brain that makes them think, okay, it's been snowy and icy and nasty all weekend long. People are getting in wrecks all over the place. Yeah, why not street race? They were apparently traveling on 55th Street through Prospect Avenue uh, through the intersection there. And it was a, a BMW racing a Jeep. I can't even imagine and the fact that driving was so bad, I mean, it was no mystery. I happened to go out for a little while on Saturday afternoon, too. <laughs> Again, more stuff to pick up. Uh, and, and that took me to the booming metropolis of Vassar, Kansas. Did you know, Colin, that there's a Vassar, Kansas? I do now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who didn't know. It's, um, it's there. That's that's really about all I can say about it. But uh, full of very nice people. The the folks of Vassar, Kansas, were wonderful. So did that, and and even then, I mean, the roads were clear for the most part. But it was still, I mean, you know, you get up to one of the like the right hand turn lanes that kind of pops up before you make a right hand turn, and it's all covered in snow still because the plows apparently don't care about those. And I thought, you know, I'm not going to use that. I'm going to stay here on the dry part. There's nobody behind me anyway, so I'll just slow down as much as I can and make the curve. And even at that point, the car slid a little bit. Not a lot, but, you know, just just a little bit. And it made me ever more glad that I didn't go into the right-hand turn lane. So, yeah, what gets in somebody's mind to make them street race in that kind of... I mean, when the roads are in that kind of condition, what on earth are you thinking? And apparently both vehicles ran the red light and one of them hit the other one. Uh, in fact, it was a third car. It was a Lincoln that ended up crashing into the BMW, which was running a red light while street racing last night. And I don't know what we have to do. I mean, we've talked endlessly about the the sideshows and how to get people to stop being stupid and, and you know, spinning donuts and doing all that stuff in traffic. That's one thing. But the idea, I, I mean, I don't know how much street racing still goes on. Um, I, I haven't seen it, you know. Sometimes you see people doing dumb things in traffic, yes. But I don't recall ever seeing anybody racing somebody else just on surface roads. Sometimes you catch them on the interstate, but just 55th and Prospect? So, I mean, what do you have to get through? What do you have to do to get through to somebody who is willing to put their life in danger? And for what? So you could win a street race? Wow. Huh. Just out of curiosity here, what's the prize what do you get for that? I mean, let's say they hadn't run the red light and crashed into somebody else's car. Uh, let's say they they had just raced and then somebody won. What do you win? Bragging rights. <laughs> oh, okay. Pride, I guess, against Th- your buddies. That's that's worth putting your life on the line. And in fact, uh, I mean, it's just two people were killed in this thing. And for what? Bragging rights. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought it was. And I can't think of a more ridiculous reason to put your life on the line, especially, again, in these kinds of I mean, that's a dumb idea in the best of conditions, right? And these are not the best of conditions, so please slow down. But I want to talk for a minute in a larger sense, and this is where you come in. If you want to jump in, 913-586-7798 will get you here both on the text line and on the phone. 
913-586-7798. But I want to talk a little bit about what it is that caused the rest of the wrecks because they actually broke it down by you know what happened uh, during all of these wrecks. This is our good friends over at KMBC Channel 9. Eight of them were hit and runs. Ten of them were injury accidents. Eighty-seven of them were not an injury accidents. So good um, that the overwhelming majority of them, you know, nobody got hurt. They were just fender benders again. Eighteen unknown accidents. I don't even know what that means. And that's a total of one hundred and twenty-three. And this is again just over the weekend. And yeah, the snow is to blame. But what did we forget? You know, from last year to this year, this always baffled me. And we're not alone in this, by the way, because the same thing happens or used to happen anyway. When I lived in Tampa, the same thing happened every year. As soon as the rainy season hit again, which seems like it's always, but it really isn't. You know, around end of March, early April is when the rain start coming in. And usually every afternoon you get these downpours. And every every year for the first couple of weeks of that, people go slamming into each other. And it's like, you're aware water does occasionally fall from the sky, right? I mean, this does happen. <laughs> so, in fact, it happens a lot here. Uh, what, what did you forget over the last six months that led to this? And I think the same thing about, I mean, it, we don't get a ton of snow. I mean, we don't live in Wisconsin. We don't live in Chicago. We, you know, we live here. But it does snow here. Every year. And still, we have to go through this. A weekend where there's 123 accidents just in Johnson County alone. And what do we have to do? What do we have to remind people of? How, how do we get across, okay, there are, I mean, snow is a lot easier to drive in than ice. Ice, you really have no chance. Uh, you know, unless you have studded tires and they're illegal in most places, so you can't even do that. But snow, if you know what you're doing and you just use a little bit of extra caution, you won't wreck. Now, that doesn't mean that somebody else won't slam into you. But, I mean, especially if you're a parent right now and you're trying to teach your kids, because this is kind of the, or not now necessarily, but over the weekend, was kind of the perfect time if you could get out away from everything, you know, get out of the city, go to, I don't know, Vassar, Kansas, for example, um, where there's not a lot of cars or anything. And, uh, you know, go to a place like that and and take the kids out and teach them, okay, this is, this is what it's like. This is what you do when you're driving in snow. This is how much room you need to leave. This is, I mean, turning into a skid, that sort of thing, which never feels like the right thing to do, but it's the only way. I mean, if the back of the car starts coming around on you, which thankfully doesn't happen as much anymore because there's not as many rear-wheel drive cars, but with pickup trucks and things like that, if the back end starts sliding out to the right, you turn the wheel to the right, which seems like exactly the wrong thing to do, but it isn't. And so I figure maybe we could help out a little bit by just, reminding ourselves and everybody else listening, because as I've said before, we can't really afford to lose any listeners. So you just got to remind ourselves what it is we're supposed to be doing out there when it gets this bad. The phone lines are already ringing. So if you want to jump in, please do. 913-586-7798. I mean, think of it as though you're taking a 16-year-old kid out for his first shot at driving in snow. What are the things that you're going to tell him before you even let him start the car? 
that sort of thing. Because if we can save on this next time it snows, because it will again soon, and keep 123 wrecks from happening, or even keep 10 of those from happening, you never know. It might actually do somebody some good. We'll go to the phones on that and bring in Phil, who's calling in from KCMO. Hey, Phil. Hey, hi. Say another uh, serious accident that happened yesterday, and you folks have been reporting it on your news. It was at Independence Avenue in Kensington. Yep. I came across that accident right after it happened. Fire and police were not even there. There was at least three cars involved with heavy damage, and I guess one of the cars uh, uh, went out of control and hit a lady that was on the sidewalk, and she was down in the street when yep. I went past her. But uh, yeah, I saw that accident yesterday. That was that spot there in Independence Avenue, is notorious for accidents. It's at the crest of a hill, and you can't see on the other side really. And then the other thing you mentioned, uh, driving in snow, keep your speed down, and yep. also your tires are very important. If you don't have the the the, the the tread pattern in there to grip the road, you're, you're going to go flying off the road into a ditch. That happens all the time, and uh, the culprit of that a lot of times is bad tires. Yeah, and you're right. I saw a couple of them that were off the road in ditches over the weekend. Thankfully, they didn't hit anything, but still, uh, you don't want to do that if you don't have to. And you're right. I mean, it's it's keeping the speed down. It's also recognizing that you know, stopping quickly is not going to happen. Right, you got to take definitely defensive precautions when yeah. you're driving in a wintry type precipitation because if you don't, it's going to get you at some point. You got it, Phil. Hey, thanks a lot for getting in, buddy. Uh, and I'm sorry you had to see that accident. Um, yeah, I, I had forgotten about not only that, but the <laughs> the fact that we did see a couple of cars that had skidded off the road and were down in the ditch. Um, and that was, as a matter of fact, I mean, Colin mentioned I-35. That was just off of 35 over, um, I believe that was Saturday. So, yeah, I mean, what else do we need to do? And and if you have something, I mean, if, if there's something that you've learned about driving when it's like this, about driving in the snow specifically, then by all means, hop on the phones and give us a call. 913-586-7798. Josh, Jim, everybody stay where you are. We'll get to your phone calls coming up. John Grayson here with you sharing a Monday on 98.1 KMBZ. John Grayson here with you sharing a Monday. Some great stuff coming in on the text line. We'll get to that in just a minute. Before we do, though, I want to get to the phones. We're just talking about, I mean, the snow and the fact that there were so many wrecks over the weekend uh, and just doing what we can to pass along a little bit of information and maybe stem that tide and yes you're absolutely right somebody texted in and said you know people forget how to drive after a four-day weekend forget eight months with no snow i was like yeah uh-huh yeah you you have a point but doing what we can to help anyway let's go to josh in the northland up next hey josh hey guys so i i've lived here my whole life uh i've always worked outside you know jobs where I mean, you don't get off work because of the weather. The worst of the winter storm, I'm 33. The worst of the winter storms we've had in the last 15 years, I've been out in it. Yeah. Uh, I was out all weekend. I don't personally think it was that bad. The problem is, is the same problem we have when there's no inclement weather, whether it be rain, it doesn't matter. People in a hurry. Like, dude, if you're going like you're speeding and there's inclement weather, e even when there's not speeding, isn't going to get you there much faster. You right. might get there a minute sooner. My what, what I've always done, what I've learned over the years, no inclement weather, 
five second distance from the car in front of you go the speed limit if there's inclement weather especially snow you know cut your speed limit down 25 percent 50 percent increase your following distance from five seconds to 10 seconds that's key you yeah know, when when they pass a speed limit sign start counting one mississippi two mississippi if you need to slow down i mean I like I said, 15 years. I've been driving in this stuff every year. I've never gone off the road. I've never been in a wreck. I, I just drive insanely defensive. I, I don't want to fork up more money to fix a car or <laughs> give the government more money than I already do. You know. Right. Yeah, that's you're absolutely right. Uh, and thank you, Josh. Thanks for all of that. That's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's nothing to argue with there. And yet we still do it. He's right. I mean, how many times do you see, especially, I mean, it, it baffles me somewhat, even on the interstate, because unless you're doubling up on the speed limit, which, by the way, I would not suggest, he's right. The amount that you're going to save, the amount of time you're going to save is negligible. When you get into city driving, it's nothing. I mean, how many times have you seen somebody just go flying by you and catch them at the next light. Maybe they'll get one light up, you know, and he's right. What does that save you? A minute? Maybe? A few seconds? So it doesn't make any sense. There is something, though, that somebody pointed out, and I, I, I want to stop short of advocating this, but I will say I did the same thing. You know what? It would be great if there were a place to actually do this because uh, somebody texted in and said that they learned how to do this by going out and playing, kind of, in a, a snow-covered parking lot. You know, just an empty lot somewhere. And as long as there's not, like, light poles in it or whatever, someplace that's just flat and bare and covered in snow. And he said, I was just kind of out there having fun, you know, as a teenager or whatever. Just out there having fun, spinning donuts and all of that stuff. And yet you learn by doing that you learn okay this is what actually happens when you lose it on a snow covered road this is you know wh whatever the tolerances are of your vehicle you can you can kind of learn that stuff now <laughs> you can also damage your car so like i said i i would stop short of of coming out full you know full voice in favor of doing that but it does work I mean, you just have to make sure, again, that there's nothing around and that you're not going to, you know, you're not going to damage anything, least of all your car. But, uh, I mean, what better way to learn what to do in a slide than getting into a slide on purpose? You just, again, have to make sure that there's nothing around for you to hit. Somebody else said, and I love this, this is great, uh, their advice to anybody driving in the snow would be drive like you're you're taking your grandma to church and she's got a crock pot full of gravy in her lap. <laughs> yes. Um, someone else mentioned that Vassar, Kansas, by the way, has the Vassar Playhouse, which puts on very good plays. So I didn't get to the Vassar Playhouse. Maybe next time. Um, but yeah, it, 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 somebody else mentioned, yeah, put the car in neutral. Um, yeah, it, the, Hitting the brake... I mean, it's just like driving on ice, driving in snow, driving in really, really heavy uh, rain and, and wet weather. Hitting the brakes is the last thing you ought to do, especially if you start to lose it. it. It actually did save me once, but it was exactly the wrong thing to do. So, uh, yeah, I mean, your car will slow you down. And snow actually kind of acts as a brake. So hitting the brake, I mean, you know, you pile it up in front of you. Uh, when you're when the car is slowing down, it, it will actually slow down faster. If you just take your foot off the gas, you'll slow down faster than you would on a dry road. But don't 
let that be an excuse to drive faster because then you're you know going to end up in a situation where you have to hit the brake, and when you do, you're going to slide like crazy. Let's squeeze one in, uh, one more in before the bottom of the hour. Let's go to Dave, who's calling in from Urbandale. Hey, Dave. Hey, John. What's going on? Um, I just told Colin. I was told a long time ago, uh, in bad weather, to imagine that there are eggs under your pedal. Yes. Under your brake pedal and your accelerator pedal. And so, I mean, obviously, you don't want to break the eggs. So you want to take it easy on those pedals. No doubt. No doubt. You don't want to stop too, try to stop too fast or accelerate too fast. Nice and easy. Love it. Dave, thanks. Yeah, uh, there was mentioned by a couple of you on the text line as well that part of the problem may be that we have so many more cars that are on the road now because... Uh, I mean, with just advances in technology and the fact that it doesn't cost that much more anymore like it used to. So many more uh, cars on the roads now that are all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive. And that can add to a sort of false sense of security. That Oh, it's no problem. My car's all-wheel drive. I'll be fine. No. <laughs> no, you, you won't be. And if you, I mean, if you drive like you normally would on a dry road in snow, it doesn't matter how many drive wheels you have. You're still not going to be able to stop fast enough. We'll leave it at that. Um, if you want to keep text coming in, by all means, and maybe we'll put some of this stuff up on the Twitters a little bit later on. John Grayson here with you. We'll shift gears, pun intended, after the bottom of the hour. Got some more to throw your way. And uh, a little bit of news about a sad loss over the weekend. And we'll have some news for you about the show concerning that just ahead as well. More to come. It's coming up on 1030. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, you mean I have to talk over sticks? Man. <laughs> it's such a great song. Uh, love Dennis DeYoung, but Tommy Shaw's voice on this song is just fantastic. Anyway, uh, John Grayson here with you. Hi. How you doing? I hope you had a good weekend. Oh, I hope your Thanksgiving was was everything you wanted it to be. Uh, the, you know the the turkey and, and all of that stuff. If you uh, if you did the big Thanksgiving feast, I hope that all went well for you. Should have said that at the outset of the show, but I'm kind of a bonehead sometimes. So our next story comes to us out of a social media influencer. First of all, I hate the term influencer, and uh, I have no choice because I mean it's in the story. But this one came to us out of the sun, um, and it was about a guy who went into a grocery store we do not have um, around here. It, it was it's, a, it's out of the sun, out of the U.K., but it's a U.S. story. Uh, I'm assuming it was somewhere down south. They don't really specify, but the guy went into a Kroger. I guess Kroger used to be here, or maybe they're close by, but not like right in the area. But it's, I mean, it's a grocery store like any other grocery store. So a uh, guy goes into a Kroger, gets a bunch of stuff, and he's checking out at the self-checkout. Now, Colin, you and I are both uh, proficient self-checkers, and I'm wondering if this story may change your opinion about it. If this starts being much more widely utilized, 
I'm going to stop because this sounds awful. So the guy's there at the Kroger getting a bunch of stuff, goes into the self-checkout, and he's doing his bit, you know, using the self-checkout. And a Kroger employee comes over and says, hey, um, I'm going to need to stop you for a second because you have alerted our AI system to shoplifting. Now, before we get to the rest of the story, ruminate on that for a second. Artificial intelligence utilized at the self-checkout alerted a Kroger employee that this guy might be stealing stuff. It gets worse. So I says, okay, I'm not stealing anything. I'm just checking my stuff out. Uh, why, why, what AI? What are you talking about? And they explained to him that they have installed new self-checkout machines that have a built-in AI system that watches you while you're checking out your groceries. And it looks for things that alert it that you might be trying to steal stuff. You remember we had the story a week or two ago about how Gen Z is now – everybody loves blaming Gen Z for everything. It's all bunk, but whatever. But the, the, the article was kind of making the case that young people, they took a poll and said – not to get ethnic, but they said that uh, when the, the Gen Z uses self-checkout, they, they don't think anything bad about you know, lifting stuff, about uh, you know, phonying up, checking out some of the groceries and just stealing stuff, shoplifting. So I don't know that they're really any worse about it than anybody else. I think they're probably just more willing to admit it than anybody else. But back to the story. So this kid's standing there. He's, he looks a young guy, 24, 25 maybe. And the employee comes over and says, yeah, our AI alerted us that you were shoplifting. And then what they did was they brought up video from the little self-checkout thing, instead of being the little, you know, the, the thing that counts up your groceries on the screen, it changed over to an instant replay, an NFL-style instant replay of this guy standing there checking out his groceries. So they're watching it. I mean, you've seen the TV commercials, right, about throwing the flag? Yeah, it was like that only in real life. So the, the Kroger employee standing there watching with him, with this suspected shoplifter, video of him checking out all of his stuff. And they went through it, and the employee said, well, uh, looks like the AI was wrong, and you didn't steal anything, so uh, have a nice day. Sorry, you know, continue. Carry on what you were doing, and, and you're, you're all good. Needless to say, said social media influencer was not terribly happy about what had just happened to him and wanted a little bit more information. So he said, uh... Just out of curiosity, what did I do that led your system to believe that I was stealing so that, you know, I don't have to go through this every time I use the self-checkout? And the employee said, well, there's a number of things that could alert the system, but what you probably did was crossed one hand over the other. Yeah. You ever watch somebody, I mean, you can tell if somebody's been a checker at a grocery store for a long time, you can tell the veterans from the rookies. You know what I mean? So it, when when you get somebody who really knows what they're doing, that's what they do. They do that hand over hand thing. It's like beep, 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 beep. 
and they're they're crossing one hand over the other and just flying through it. Those are the ones that I like, you know. Uh, but he did the same thing. So I don't know if he's got you know checkout experience or maybe he's just been doing self checkout long enough that he knows what he's doing. But he you know checked one item, grabbed one with the other hand, crossed the hands over, checked the other item, and put it in the bag. And by doing that. It made their system think that he was shoplifting. Look, I'm not normally a Luddite. Um, I, I dig technology. I'm all about it. But there's something very... What was that awful Tom Cruise movie? Um, the, the, the one where he was the, the cop who would try to you know stop crimes before they happened. This is getting a little too... Cl- I, I don't remember the name of that awful movie. Minority Report. My, yeah, thank you. Minority Report. Um... But yeah, it's it's getting a little too close to that. When we have computers watching us and watching our body movements to try to detect shoplifting, and and I mean, what's what's next down this road? I hate to even ask. I, I've said before that um, I've I've always there's this imponderable question that has been in my brain for a long time. And I'll never know exactly what the answer is. I mean, that's kind of the definition of an imponderable. I mean, we can study it, but I don't know if there's ever any way to really know. That science fiction tends to be about 20 to 25 years ahead of us. Like, wherever we are right now, where we're going in 25 years is science fiction. So, uh, I mean, this is borne out by a million things. I, I've talked before about in the, the uh, communicators on the original Star Trek series. What's the difference between that and a flip phone? <laughs> yeah, right? Nothing. Uh, the little doors, when you walk up to them, they go, shh, and open up. Yeah, we didn't have those in 1966. I wasn't around in 1966. We didn't have me either. But when that show debuted, those doors weren't there. And now we have them. And the question is... That's always been in my mind is, are the guys who write sci-fi really that good at foresight that they can kind of look at the world now and go, okay, given technology as it exists today, I can kind of predict what's going to happen 20 to 25 years from now. And they write that stuff. Or is it the other way around that people who build stuff love watching sci-fi and going, hey, that's a really cool idea. You know what? I'll bet we could build that. (laughs) <laughs> you know, one of those two things, and maybe a combination of both, is is what happens that leads us to having these cool things. The unfortunate part is sometimes they're not doors that open when you walk up to them, and sometimes they're not Star Trek communicators. Sometimes it's an AI system that tries to read your hands and your body language to figure out if you're stealing stuff or not. Now, if you wanted to look at this in a really dark way, you could say... This is another way to eliminate jobs because the more you have of this, and that's, I mean, it's the real problem with self-checkout too, from the store standpoint, is that it's a lot easier to steal stuff at self-checkout than it is when you're just checking out in front of a person, you know, who's taking all your groceries and, and, you know, bagging them and doing all of that bit. So if you have, um, like at the Target that I go to, they have the little area where there's, I don't know, six or eight little self-checkout things in a big box they corral you into. And there's one guy who stands over at the other end of it watching everybody. 
and that guy's entire job, I mean, yeah, he's there in case you, you know, you try to buy spray paint and they think you're going to go out in the parking lot and huff it. So you have to actually prove you have to show him. ID. You have to show ID for spray paint. That is the dumbest thing in the world. So, uh, you know, that'll cross him up. And he's there to kind of go, okay, yes, he's over 18. He can go huff paint if he wants to. And, uh, and his other job is making sure you don't steal stuff while you're going through the self-checkout. So if they can do this and make it work, they can fire that guy too. You know, there's, there's no need for him to be there because the machine can just shut down, which it did, and then call a manager over and make you stand there, you know, feeling like a thief even though you're not one, while you have to prove via instant replay that you didn't steal anything. <laughs> I I can't count how many ways this makes my skin crawl. 913-586-7798. 913-586-7798. There, there is also, by the way, a conversation to be had in a much larger sense about the number of ways that you and I now have to show evidence that we're not criminals. And this is the latest one. Um, it still bothers me because I have breathing problems. Nothing serious. It's like sinus problems. And it's, it's stuff that's bothered me since I was a little kid. Um, but Sudafed takes care of it. Nothing else does, but Sudafed does. And I say this because every time I have to go into the Walgreens to re-up on my Sudafed, what do I have to do? I have to hand over my driver's license. And I have to sign a little thing that says, okay, I'm not going to make meth with this. I just have bad sinuses. I've got to prove I'm not a criminal that way. Now i got to prove I'm not a criminal to a machine that doesn't even know what crime is based on the fact that I crossed hand over hand while I'm checking my groceries out. This seriously needs to stop. We we need to pump the brakes on this because just like self-driving cars, we're not good enough at it yet. And they, they really shouldn't release stuff like this out in the wild before it's ready to go. So if you want to chime in on this, I just, if this is what's going to go wide next to try to combat shoplifting by watching me check out my groceries and having me stand in front of an instant replay to prove I'm, I didn't commit a crime, I've about had it with a self-checkout. 913-586-7798. We'll get to your phone calls coming up. We'll check in on the text line as well. And more on 98.1 KMBZ. 98.1 KMBC, John Grayson here with you. Uh, you heard what the boss just said about coats for kids, right? Yeah, do that. It's cold out. <laughs> we'll, we'll explain more coming up, but just yeah, go to KMBZ.com. Donate. Fast, easy. You don't need to donate a ton. If you can, please do. But, uh, yeah, your money is going to go to a great cause. Uh, and thanks again to Pinnacle Bank, our, uh, our partners this year, as they have been in years past for Coats for Kids. So do that thing, and we'll tell you more about it in a little bit. With that, we'll go to the phones if you want to jump in. Uh, and by the way, the text line is all over me on this in a good way this time, telling me that this isn't just a matter of Kroger doing this, that it's already here, that you're reporting to me, several of you are, that you've already had this happen at a grocery chain and at uh, a large retail chain out of Arkansas. <laughs> uh, see if you can piece together who that might be. It's It rhymes with Walmart. Um, that they, They're already doing this. The yeah, this has happened to me. You Wait, wait what? Yeah. When? A month or so. Uh, probably longer than that. A few months back. Okay. Over the summer, maybe. Describe. So I go to check my stuff out, right? And then all of a sudden it Say. starts flashing... 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Red or blue or whatever the, the color was. And then the worker comes over and I'm like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. And they're like, oh, it just thinks that you're trying to steal or take something or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, oh, okay. And then unprompted, it shows the little replay, right? It was more like in picture Form. It wasn't video. It, so they it, didn't they didn't even have to do anything. It just brought no, it up it, on the it screen just by went itself. Off. Yeah. And then a worker came over and they were like, Oh, well, you're not you're not trying to steal this. And I was like, No, I'm trying to pay for my stuff. And they went, Oh, okay. And then they unlocked it and then I went on with my day. Okay. Back to and my that original was, that was the end of it. Back to my original question. Has that soured you on self checkout? No. You don't care. No, <laughs> you're still going to be faster than the people checking this stuff out anyway. Okay. Well, right. and it's also like if I'm not doing anything wrong in the first place, I shouldn't have anything to worry about. No, and it's, right, yeah. and, and and that's fine because it's a precautionary measure by the system, by the device, in in which it's trying to prevent theft. Which great, do that. Don't steal things. That's not cool, people. Right. So. I yeah I don't I don't have any issue with it. I just yeah I, I believe me I'm with you on most of that. I hate a thief. Okay, stealing stuff is stupid and it just you shouldn't do it. Um, and the, even the shoplifting stuff, the, the fact that people can still justify that to themselves is silly to me. But I mean the idea of the it, it's a little big brothery for me. I mean just the idea of machines accusing me. I'm not down with that in any way. Uh, let's go to Pam in North Kansas City up next. Hi, Pam. Hey, good morning, John. How you doing? Doing all right. What's going on with you? Well, I just have a question. With reference to this technology they're trying to use to stop thievery. Now, what I want to know is how much is this technology costing the grocery chain versus paying a checker? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, licenses, especially corporate licenses like that for software, generally aren't a lot of money. I mean, it would be a lot of money for you and me, but a few thousand dollars, you know. Um, so I, I, I don't know about this one in particular, but but is is that a is that a once one time fee or is it a maintenance? Is it is it going to be a, a maintenance thing that has to continually be updated and and uh, you know, company maintain it, et cetera. Yes, it is that. Uh, so generally, again, software licenses, uh, every time they update the software, they update the amount of money that you owe them. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a sort of an ongoing cost. And I guess what they're doing is balancing that off of what do we have to pay an employee to stand there? Is it less? And it probably is. So, all right. And Pam, thank you. Uh, thanks very much for the call. It's... Like I said, I mean, there's just something about it that bothers me. I, I don't like being accused of being a criminal anyway. So the idea that a machine is going to do it. I mean, if you going back to the original point, I guess, if you have that person standing there, they're not going to catch everything either. But it, it would be I guess it would add up to, in my mind anyway, fewer false positives where you've got to shut the machine down and, and you know, it won't let you check out the rest of your stuff and you've got to stand there and prove you're not a thief and all of the rest of it, that that's going to happen a lot more often with this with the AI doing it than it will with somebody who's standing there watching me. But, again, they're balancing the cost of the employee against the cost of the software, and they're also saying, okay, well, we don't care. We don't care how many people are falsely accused. And it just 
it, that seems completely wrong-headed to me. Uh, like I said, I'm not down with this at all. The text line overwhelmingly also not terribly happy about this, but um, uh, yeah, I just that that idea of well, you know, if he if he didn't steal anything, you don't have anything to worry about. I think we've got a lot to worry about. It's not just the false accusations. Um, you know, somebody else on the text line said, "You want to know what the next step is in this? The next step is where the machine doesn't call the manager over to look at it; it calls the cops." And yeah, maybe uh, a couple of quick ones to end the hour with that maybe we'll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get a, a little bit of a smile on our faces about uh, even though what happened to this guy wasn't great. I just had no idea. And the way that this is described, unfortunately, uses a lot of swear words. So I'm not going to be able to do all of it. But there was an incident that happened in the booming metropolis of Sunbury, Pennsylvania. Over the last few months, we told you about this when it happened that there was a group of animal rights activists that broke into a farm in Sunbury, Pennsylvania, and released the minks. Remember this? It was it was a while ago. Um, I'm trying to find out in the article exactly when it was, September. Uh, yeah, so a couple of months back, 8,000 minks were released from Stall Fur Farm in Sunbury by animal rights activists who didn't want them to be killed. And a guy found one of them. It was eating a plastic bag that had a little bit of food in it. So he tried to take the plastic bag away so that it wouldn't choke. And it attacked him. <laughs> you don't want to go taking food away from a wild animal. And apparently minks, even though they're adorable, are a lot more vicious than we ever gave them credit for. Watch out for minks. We'll do some more talking after the top of the hour. Stay with us on 98.1 KMBZ.